All right. Imagine what it would be like if you could flip a switch and make every order odor that is in your home just go away. Sometimes my dog, big German Shepherd, lots of hair, will go out into the pool or will go out and roll around in the mud. Oh, love it. There's nothing better than a house that smells like dog. Only thing that beat it is a house that smells like cat. You know what I'm saying? Or a refrigerator that smells like barf. I have a solution for you. Uh, Eden Pure has the Thunderstorm air purifier. I have three of these in my house. You put them in your house, and I'm telling you, it does not cover the scent. It just it eliminates all of the odors. I don't know how it works, but I plugged it in, and it works. And it's just something that just sits right there by the outlet, you know, on the on the wall. It's almost invisible. I have one for my refrigerator, too, which is incredible. EdenPureDeals.com. Go there now. Get a discount on your three. Uh, discount code GLEN3. Save $200. EdenPureDeals.com. Just when you think things can't get crazier, they do. Uh, This administration is doing everything. It's like opposite day. It's like, uh, I don't know, we slipped in a wormhole and we're in a parallel universe that is the the reverse image of our universe, you know what I mean? And you're the only one that's like, no, that's a really bad idea. I feel like that. Ariel's like, nah, it's no big deal. Wait a minute, he's talking about nuclear Armageddon again. Wait a minute. He's taking on the gig economy. Hold on. How much is he spending here? I think this is all bad. Nah, don't worry about it. Holy cow. It has gotten worse. And uh, we're going to take you into the economy and what you need to be prepared for. Since nobody will tell you what to be prepared for, we'll do it. Somebody has to. Join us. 60 seconds we begin. We calf over, which means your opportunity to order the Tuttle Twins uh, history book before the discount expires is almost past. This isn't some stuffy book. Oh, yeah, check out your history books now, and we're going to memorize dates and names that you will promptly forget as soon as the test is over, and you will learn nothing of any value. Oh, I love those kinds of books. This is one that actually tells the story. Anybody notice history has the word story in it? History book with the Tuttle Twins. It's great. And this week only, go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get your own copy of the Tuttle Twins Americans, America's History Book at a big discount. Plus, all the bonuses like videos, all the uh, audio version. The, it's all free. Just go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Dot com. Carol Roth is uh, in town. We have a kind of a financial kind of 
meeting or something today and you're in town for that and uh welcome as always carol thanks it's fun to be in studio with you so carol i just said to senator johnson from wisconsin that i feel like we're on the titanic and now we've hit the iceberg at full speed and i'm looking for a band to stop playing so people can go, oh, wait, what just happened? And it's time to get into the lifeboats because this thing's we, we got we got to save what we can and the people we can because we're going to have a lot of rebuilding to do. Yeah. And it's the people who put us on course to hit the iceberg. Wait, wait, wait. You don't believe you don't. You don't agree with my analogy, do you? No, I do agree. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very <laughs> I sorry. Like I know, I know, Come I know. You, you want me to to, look, to tell you that everything is going yeah, to be okay? Glenn, the iceberg. We're going to be we're going to be on a mega yacht oh, instead of the Titanic, God. and it's just <laughs> it's just not the case. But it it is these people who said. Oh, that iceberg isn't there. No, we we can totally maneuver our way around it. These are the people who said, "No, no. Okay. Yeah, okay. So it was there and, and maybe we hit it, but you know, that that was some other reason we didn't, you know, it wasn't actually there when we saw it. Um, but now we've got all of these great ideas on how to fix the economy. Oh my gosh, and none of them are good ideas. Let me ask you this. If let's say you're the head of the treasury or you're the head of the Fed, Lord help everyone, I know. but yes. Yeah, I think we'd be better off. I think we'd be better off. Oh, you would, even you if would it, be. Yeah, you would be. Even if it was just me, you know what I mean? You'd be like, yeah, well, better than these clowns. Some guy off the street. Yeah, right? anybody off the street. You don't know what your name is. Come here. You're now the head of the Fed. Um, let me, if you were the head of the Fed, and this is the iceberg part, how do you stop this from going down? Aren't because you have to raise interest rates traditionally to pull money back in, but these interest rates would have to be thirty percent easy. Would don't you agree to pull this kind of money back in? Well, we were at we'll, twenty in Jimmy Carter. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a second. Okay. So if, first of all, if I were Fed chair, I'd blow up the entire Fed powers and I say we're gonna we're gonna. Put myself out of a job at good, some yes, point in good. time, but in terms of the the problem at hand. Okay, um, so wait, wait. Let me give this so the audience understands. To suck inflation goes down when you suck money back out of the system. That's the theory, and that's the way it's always worked. Hang on, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> and the other problem is you can only make uh, interest rates go so high before it sucks the money out that is needed to run the economy. So. Half the country is saying we got to have higher interest rates. Other half of the country is saying no, we got to lower the interest rates. I don't know what to do except just freeze. So, so let me put this in layman's terms. You're talking about this battle between inflation and putting it us into a very deep recession. Not that we're not already in a recession, which yes. some of the people like to pretend that we're not, right. but a very deep recession. And those two things are at Border, odds with each other. Borderline depression. I mean, depression really is kind of defined by the unemployment being very, very high. Like right. And the, the and, and duration, right? The, yeah. the length of, of okay. how deep and how long this goes. 
But there's another factor in here, which is because we are the world reserve currency, it's something Uh called the Triffin Dilemma. So not only domestically are we at odds, inflation versus recession, but on a global, uh, from a global standpoint, you're at odds. Do you make decisions for the benefit of the U.S., which I'm not sure that we can, but let's just pretend that maybe we can, or for the world, because the world is on the precipice of a massive global recession that could cause all kinds of reverberations here. So this is the massive puzzle that these central planners, again, have created because they thought like, oh, we can figure this out, but they don't realize they aren't smart enough to figure out all these moving parts. So as Fed chair, I need to slow the Titanic down so that we can get people, as we talked about offline, into the lifeboats versus not crashing the into the iceberg, because that's just not possible at this point in time. It's not possible to save right. the Titanic. Yeah, I, I personally don't think that it's possible. Everyone's just like, oh, there's a very narrow path. OK, well, the, the path Where? is like, you know, as narrow as like one of my hairs. Like right. there, there's no the, narrow path. So the, let's the, just be honest about it. The, the time to do something really was before 2008. Once we went down the path of bailing everybody out, this is the inevitable outcome. And everybody, you know, at the Fed and all the experts and all the banking people, they all said, no, 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 you don't understand. And I kept saying to them, "Mm, I do understand. I don't think you're either telling the truth to yourself or you're 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 just a crazy man because there you can't do this at the numbers that we're doing it yeah and the the thing is that not only should they have not done what they did then they shouldn't have kept it in place for as Correct. long as they have Correct. and they shouldn't have doubled down and that's the problem is that we keep having these opportunities to go yes we've made mistakes and we're going to change course no, we don't. but instead everyone goes no i think this is fine we're going to continue marching down or or i'm not seeing the problem in the way that other people are anticipating seeing the problem so since they're not recognizing it we have some more room to just continue it to continue on until they wake up and realize that it's a problem. Once you wake up and realize that the problem's there, then it becomes too late and we're in the situation that we're in today. So Monday, I did a monologue on Credit Suisse and I said, you're going to see in two years, because the Fed doesn't have to tell you anything for two years, but I guarantee you we are sending our money over to credit Credit Suisse right now to do basically what we did in 2008, save the bank that's too big to fail. Well, I don't know why they released this information, but last night I'm reading we spent three we sent three billion how, how much did we say i don't i don't know but i doubt it was three trillion yeah i'll have to look it up it's a, could you look that up look that, that up be for three me. trillion that would be staggering bad. it's a staggering yeah. amount but let, let me tell you why they did that is because these the swiss national bank said that credit suisse is a systemically important bank correct so of course that they are too big to fail. We can't, you know, we can't bail out the little guys. We have to make sure that the big cronies are taken care of. So, of course, somebody was going to come to the rescue. And when you say somebody, it's, it's always us. the U.S. And it's not the U.S. It's you and you and you and you. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's literally us, us because it's our money or them printing money, which devalues our money. So so isn't Europe now in the place or soon going to be in the place that we were at in 2008? 
so there, it's it's for a different reason. Um, right, right, right. But, <laughs> but, right. but again, and this goes back to the Fed. So let's tie this all in a, a nice little bow. Because we have a dollar that is strong against other currencies. It's not strong when you go to the grocery store, but it is strong against these other Correct. currencies out there. I like to call it the skinniest kid at fat camp. Mm-hmm. It's not great, but it's it's the best of, out of all of them. And because um, of the energy situation that they have all created, they're dependent yep. on importing energy. Energy, and to some extent food, is priced in dollars, which means these countries need to access dollars in order to pay for these things. So they only have so many choices. It means they either continue to devalue their currency, they're going to have to spend more and more of their currency to buy dollars, or they sell dollar-denominated assets like treasuries in order to get the dollars to pay. And so this is a vicious cycle. When they do that, then the the, the yields go up, the dollar strengthens, and we end up in this crazy cycle again. And this is why it's so complicated. The Fed's decision isn't just inflation versus, you know, a deeper recession here in the U.S. It's literally potentially creating a global currency crisis. It's potentially creating illiquidity in the treasury market and a crisis there. It's potentially, you know, all risk assets could end up just, you know, being sold in a massive fire sale. I mean, they have to think through all of those implications. And that's why if I were Fed chair right now, uh, where we started this, I would have to pause because I don't think that the Fed has the tools to combat inflation since their supply uh, generated anyway. They can't print oil. They can't print labor. They don't have the tools. So all they can do is crash demand. And if they do, they take the whole world down with them. Okay. Well, I think I'm going home now. Uh, (laughs) um, All right. Uh, More in just a second with Carol Roth. Uh, By the way, uh, you can get... uh, uh, her newsletter and the things that she writes uh, at uh, blaze, the blaze.com. You'll see a lot of her articles and at your website as well. Carol Roth.com slash Glenn, right? That, that's actually a new project coming up that you know about. They can sign up to find out about that. There is going to help them battle their way back with wealth. So Ooh. Carol Roth slash Carol Roth.com slash Glenn. Are you going to announce that today? Or I'm is that not coming? announcing it, but that, but if they get on that mailing list, they will be among the first. This to is know. a really good thing. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. Let me tell you about uh, gold. I actually saw uh, a guy who was traditionally against holding gold. And he just did you re, I don't remember who it was, but he was a guy traditionally against it. And he said, now it's really the time. Now is the time because all assets, all assets are going to go way down. He predicted way down. And even if gold goes down, it'll be like the skinniest kid at fat camp. <laughs> you know what I mean? And eventually he said gold always resets the everything. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I mean, we, we can talk about this more, but if you just think about it, what we just said, the Fed eventually having to go back to continue printing, these central banks having to go back to printing like we're seeing in, at the Bank of England, um, you know, this is a long-term trend. You saw a, a, something out of Saudi Arabia that they're opening a gold refinery. There is a reason for that. So just in terms of the tenor of the global economy, U.S. dollars, reserve currency and all of these machinations going on, um, you know, the one thing that everyone can kind of agree on is gold. You know, it's uh, it's amazing, too, because if you think that the government can say we're just making a, do- a different dollar, 
We're just making a digital <laughs> dollar. It's going to be completely different. Uh, at, th- at that point, no one is going to have any credibility. You're going to have to show show me what that's worth. Show it to me. No one will have any. There will be no, f- you know, faith in the uh, good name and credit of the United States. Anyway, I want you to call Gold uh, Goldline uh, right now. Um, they've got um, a really good special going on. The legal tender bar. This is gold pieces. I actually helped design this, and uh, they had it made by the Canadian Mint. Um, it is little teeny gold bars that are spendable, if you will. They're, you can eat, keep it in your wallet, and uh, you, you could get wherever you needed to get and do things that you need to do with those, and it's much more reasonable to use. Um, also, if you do this, you get a free Benjamin Franklin Copper Round, free silver Mind Your Business Bar, and a free silver Maple Flex Bar, which is exactly like the, the gold bar. Uh, that I was telling you about a minute ago. Inventory on these, they sell out quickly. Don't wait. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Um, Can you explain one thing? Um, I saw an article out of Europe and it said that because there are no investors because of ESG, right. um, there's no investors in exploring for oil, et cetera, et cetera. And the fact that we are headed towards price destruction, meaning nobody can afford to do anything. So nobody's going to be using gas um, and you're going to be staying at home. So the price of gas will fall through the floor, they think. Then the banks will have or any investors will have a call on their investment and they won't have the money to be able to do it. So they're stuck in the same kind of trap where it's this vicious circle. Is that true? Is that right? So um, there is a case to be made that, you know, as we um, kind of go into a global recession, like a very deep global recession, that there will be demand destruction. But you have to remember that we just had OPEC Plus decide to cut production 2 million barrels per day. So, and, you know, China is still kind of getting back and and running, you know, in in terms of capacity. So I don't think that oil and and gas are going to go back up to the levels that, you know, perhaps we saw earlier this year. But the idea that it's all going to come crashing down, I mean, yes, Europe's, you know, stockpiled on gas, but it's like a three-month stockpile. Like, what happens after that? This issue that we have with energy, this isn't like a month-long or a winter-long issue, and all of a sudden we're going to come out the other side and everything's going to be roses. There's massive underinvestment that's going to affect us for years. So it's it's not just that you can turn this spigot back on. I, I know, you know, when you think of these big oil rigs that are out in the middle of the Gulf, those things are made here, a lot of them. But they have specialized parts that like one company makes. Those things are on leases for 10 years at least. So if it pulls up here and goes some other place, South America, that's leased. And you don't just build an oil rig like that overnight. We're talking 
years of restarting. This sounds really familiar. It sounds like in 2020 when a bunch of people said, wait, you can't just turn off a third of the economy and then turn it back on whenever you want and there's going to be absolutely no dislocation. Huh, that's weird. It's the same thing here. You're losing the the parts manufacturers. You're losing, in the case of nuclear, um, you know, a knowledge base, you know, specialized expertise. You cannot just flip the switch back on. And there's no meaningful sort of rush towards investment because all of these companies believe that, you know, whoever the next regime is, even if there's a friendly one in between, that they're just going to double down on these bad policies. So why would they make a 10-year or a 15-year multi-billion dollar investment when people are coming out saying, we're coming after you? Yep. It does, you know, show me the incentive. I will show you the outcome. That is Charlie Munger. And it's for every single thing. And in terms of energy, it this is not just the next few months. This is a multi, multi-year disaster with massive human suffering. I mean, we're talking about already in Europe, just the implications, not just on, on heating your homes, but on the food sector, bakeries, dairy, you know, th- com- companies that ma- massively use energy, they're not able to produce at the levels that they could because the energy is too Farms. Ex- yeah. Farms. Fertilizer. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is what is, happened in Sri Lanka, right? This is craziness. It is craziness. There is such a, and I can only, you know, it's Malthusian. You have to hate humankind to go down this road because it's so clear what the ramifications are. And if you stop right now and go, okay, 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 okay. All right. we, we I got it. Then, you know, that's one thing. Right. But to stay singly focused on this and continue while people are going to face starvation and freezing to death, it's uh, there's something deeply, deeply wrong with you. So we've talked about this. This is what the Fed did, right? They stayed with that myopia. Mm-hmm. Same thing with COVID. Now we have it with energy. So when we come back, uh, I want to talk because Bank of America just said, Buckle up. We're about to shed 175,000 jobs every single month. I don't know if that's way out of line, you know, from a bad time or, you know, what that number means. I'll ask you in a second. Um, And then I also let's dogpile. Here's another bad decision. The federal government is going after the gig economy. And you can't do that to America. I mean, but they are. But they are. So what does that mean? What job is going to be safe in America over the uh, over the next few years? Hey, I have an idea. We should all get together and uh, vote. Vote. We've got to overwhelm the polls and send a very strong message. Enough is enough. The Glenn Beck Program. Okay, grab a mirror. Just look into it for a second. I know. Handsome, right? I know. I know. And now just say into the mirror, I want to steal that person's money. Uh, That person is you. Okay, so you have to imagine you're not, you're looking at a picture, not a mirror. Anyway, that's a cyber criminal. They, They are looking at you saying, I want it. I want it. And it, you don't even have to be written, nothing. They, they're after your identity, but also your money. Your good name is the thing that you will really regret losing. 
unless you have online protection. Right now, 25% off of a subscription to LifeLock. Now, this is top of the line in cybersecurity. They have both a preventative measure to keep you safe and access to a restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into. Nobody can protect everything, but they've got that two-level there, and I think they're the best. It's LifeLock by Norton, and you've grown to trust Norton. Save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BECK. 800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 25%. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Okay, so Uber, DoorDash, plunge uh, in the stock market as the Labor Department proposes gig worker change. What does this mean? So I wrote about this in the War on Small Business. This is one of those things that sounds really nice in theory and is absolutely terrible for economic freedom. This is basically taking California's AB5 law, and we know that California is, you know, the the stomping ground, that the place where they test every bad idea that they want to take national. And they basically said, if you are an independent contractor, mm, that's not really going to work for us anymore. We are going to need you unless you have your own business entity um, and start, you know, running yourself like a business entity. We are going to need you to be an employee. And that creates all kinds of issues, not just for Uber and Lyft. They like to sell it as we're going after the big guys, but really for 32.6 million small businesses and the 53 million people who want to have flexible work. Because as a small business owner, for me to have to bring somebody on when I might only need them once a month during a busy season or whatnot. Now I have to make them an employee. I have to pay for insurance for them. I have to pay their portion into social security. Mm -hmm. It may screw up my 401k plans and my SEP plans and all those kinds of things because now you have people who, you know, weren't employees that are employees and Mm -hmm. it just trickles through your business. I, as a small business owner, can't afford that. These bigger guys... They've got access to capital. They've got big human resources departments. They, even though some of them are fighting it, you know, some of them love it because it shakes out all of the competition. And then from your standpoint, it takes away your economic freedom. You know, they like to talk about choice. Well, what about your work, your choice? Why do you not get to work? I want to work flexibly. I want to work, you know, maybe one day on Uber, one day on DoorDash, one day on something else. And the idea that just because you know, somebody uses your platform from time to time to earn money, I mean, is your babysitter going to become your employee now? Well, I, I mean, the guy does your shoe shine on the corner. I mean, yeah. you use him every week. So why is he not your employee? But this is a giveaway to the unions, unions. to the big special interests, and to certain big businesses that will crush economic freedom in this country. It is. I just had a guy from DoorDash. We ordered something from some restaurant and uh, they forgot a salad. Now, I wasn't disappointed. My wife was disappointed. This guy comes and he is 
he was so great. And usually when, you know, you have a salad as they're walking back to their car, you could have like two pizzas missing and they'll be like, yeah, call them. They'll just deduct it. This guy was like, no, 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 no. I, uh, I'll go pick it back up. I, oh. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll let him know the mistake and I'll go pick it back up. And we're like, no, really, you don't have to. It's a salad. And I'm, you know, I'm bargaining. Please right. don't. I'll pay you extra right, if you right. don't go get it. <laughs> and uh, he um, he said, no, 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 I got I got to go get it. So he did. I tried to tip him. He wouldn't take a tip. He said, you know what? I have crashed. My life has crashed. My wife left me. She was cheating on me. He said, I've gone back to school. Uh, I'm going to get my doctorate and whatever. Uh, and he said, I'm providing a good service. You've already tipped me enough. I want a fair deal, and I want to do my job mm. with integrity. And I thought, this guy is fantastic. Where can we hire this guy? I know. Did you get his phone number? <laughs> yeah, it's just He's fantastic. Totally fantastic. But he's looking at it because he can do that when he has time, when he's not studying right. or going to school. Exactly. That That is huge for the American people. Huge. We have all kinds of job openings. We have 1.67 jobs open for every person. If you want to become an employee, you have that opportunity. People don't want that. They want flexibility. They want the opportunity to be their own boss, do what they want to do on their time. And you've got the government saying, I'm sorry, you can't, we can't make a contract together. I can't do what I want and say, Glenn, I'm going to work for you from time to time. That's not okay. We are going to dictate that to you. We want more taxes. We want to enter fear and what ends up happening is it takes those jobs away it it makes them go away because the reason these models exist around the gig economy is because they are independent contractors and it works for both parties when they go out and they survey these these independent contractors and they say well would you rather be employees the overwhelming majority say no so the only people who are be- benefiting again big special interests big government big, big business unit. yeah um, is is, I mean, this can they just do that? Can the Labor Department just do this? There is going to be a comment period, and I will put something up on my Twitter. We need people in force, just like you vote. You need your voices. You need to go call your representatives. You need to comment. Tell them to keep the government out of economic freedom. Let people work the way that they want to work. Absolutely no on this. Do they actually listen to the comment thing? So I have been told that, you know, so few people, you know, it maybe not the comments, but when you call your rep, so few people actually pick up the phone and call that if they get like 20 calls, they're freaking out. Like that's like a, you know, a barrage. So you actually can, if you get a group of people together, make a difference because it's kind of like Twitter, right? You know, all of a sudden a few people start saying something and then everybody's saying this. Mm-hmm. It's the, that squeaky wheel that gets the oil, that vocal minority that can affect change. And especially right now, you know, everybody's on edge with the economy um last you know, thing we should do is start yeah, cutting jobs exactly you know seems like not a great idea yeah. um one last story <clears throat> federal reserve announced six large banks are going to participate in pilot climate scenario of social credit system what the hell is what what is this i think i know what this means do you know exactly what this means because they're saying oh no 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 this is just you know Everything that is bad is a conspiracy theory. This is just, we're just trying to see this climate thing 
play out to see if we can be stable and if the credit score thing will work. Yeah, I mean, whatever they're saying it's not going to be, you could pretty much count on that's what it's going to yeah. be. And that's the concern over the Federal Reserve potentially rolling out a a currency they control, a central bank digital currency, not control like where they control the money supply, but where they can actually control the one that you own and they can program it and they can take away your ability yeah. to use it and all of those kinds of things. So my guess is that is sort of what they're piloting. They're already talking about CBDCs. They're already trying to develop that. And so, you know, much like we've seen um, some private companies try to do lately, but say, well, you know, we're, we're not happy with, you know, you ate too much meat this this month. And so we're not going to let you buy this burger. We're just going to shut that access down. But hey, if you buy the healthy salad, you know, you can access it. If not, you're going to have to wait to access your money. Nudge. I mean, the, the again, the opportunity here for just massive control and and lack of economic freedom it is the most un-american thing i can think of there was one other thing that i wanted to talk to you about we talked about it yesterday gosh it was just in my head now it just slipped out uh i can't paypal central bank digital currency yeah well paypal is (laughs) paypal is why i'm going to get into this tomorrow because we just ran out of time but um paypal you know, they said, oh, yeah, we're that was a mistake. All of that. stuff." Did you see what happens to they're wanting to saying they're going to fine? Right? Yeah, they said they were going to fine people two hundred or two thousand five hundred dollars. You know, if you broke their standards, their standards were way broad. And then they came back and said, how did that policy get in here? We must have mice in the uh, equipment here. And it was specific to misinformation because there are actually a couple of other things that they already still fine you for that they didn't take away. This was a new thing that they added around misinformation. And the question is, why is a payment provider hiring a team to monitor information? Like what? Like 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 on what planet does that make sense? Other than the planet that we've been talking about, where you know all these different forces come together and basically you know conspire, using my word, um, to you, to take away your economic freedom. So uh, let me just give you this, uh, Dan Shulman. You know who he is, Stu? He is he's the head now of PayPal. Okay. Okay. Um, and he his focus, and this is all in his, you know, in, on his stuff, uh, democratizing and transforming financial services and e-commerce to improve the financial health of billions of people, family and businesses all around the world. Uh, he has vast experience with uh, payments and mobile technology. He's now leading PayPal to, quote, reimagine how people move and manage money and how merchants and consumers interact and transact. That's great. PayPal has now been listed as one of the top companies on Just Capital. Capital letters, Just. Just Capital. Just. And Forbes' Just 100 list, featuring companies doing right by America. PayPal has also been recognized as Fortune Change the World company for its work on tackling the biggest challenges facing society. Uh, Dan's leadership, now listen to this. And impact have been recognized by several notable organizations. When I ooh, hear ooh, this, ooh, ooh, ooh. can you know I this? guess? Can I guess? Yeah, is it yeah. the World Economic Forum? Well, <laughs> when you hear this, you'll think, "Holy cow! What are they washing this guy for?" 
Uh, he is uh, 100 Black Men of New York, honored Dan with the Excellence in Economic Empowerment Award. New York Urban League presented him with the Frederick Douglass Award. Um, let's see. Uh, in 2021, he also received the Voices of Solidarity Award presented by Vital Voices. Um, he has won the Oak Crown Honor, uh, presented by Prime Minister Xavier Battelle in 2020, the Ro- uh, Robert F. Kennedy Human Rights Award. Uh, he won the Ripple of Hope Award. Uh, Dan was recognized by Endeavor Global with the High Impact Leader of the Year Award for his Anything work. Anything financial in that list, Glenn? Uh, so far, no. <laughs> so far, no. Um, however, uh, he is on the Council for Economic Education Okay. Uh, uh, Dan was recognized with the Brennan Legacy Award uh, in honor of uh, the uh, late Supreme Court Justice, uh, you know, who he had a lot in common, I guess, with common human dignity uh, with her. Um, Also, he's a doctor of humane letters, blah, 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 blah. Now, ranked third on Fortune's list of the world's greatest leaders. This guy cannot get more awards, right? (laughs) Right. Okay. Um, he is top 20 business persons of the year. Name one of the most 100 creative people. One of the top 50 CEOs. Top 10 most innovative CEOs in banking. He's also a life member of the Council of Foreign Relations. He is also with the World Economic Forum as a member of their <laughs> International Business Council and the Board of Governors and the Board of Stewards for the future of financial and monetary systems shocked, platform. Shocked, I tell mm. you, I'm shocked. I'm when I heard shocked. the word reimagined, the yeah. last thing that came into my mind was the World Economic yeah. Forum. Yeah, and he's not just, not just on the with the World Economic <laughs> Forum. He is part of the WEF International Lord. Business Council. And you know what's so crazy is, go back to who were the two founders of PayPal. It was the merger of Elon Musk's X.com mm-hmm. and Peter Thiel. Yeah. These guys who, who are you know interested in freedom and free speech, and now look what's become. We're going to have to have them come back and save PayPal now, too. I know, I know. I, they're both <laughs> embarrassed by what it's become. Both embarrassed. Thank you so much, Carol. We'll talk again. Yes, such a pleasure. Carol Roth, carolroth.com. Slash Glenn. Every day, the threat of economic turmoil looms closer and closer on the horizon. We're already seeing plenty of it as inflation continues to spike at record numbers. I don't want to be the one that gives you all the bad news, but why why stop now? You know, Uh, things are gaining steam. You need to prepare and you need to look uh, for the things Uh, that can spiral out of control easily. May I suggest you make a phone call today and get a free mortgage review from American Financing. This is a family-owned company that really gets it. They've been a strong financial presence in similar times, and they've helped so many people just like you come out ahead of the curve. Call them now. They don't work for the bank. They work for you. American Financing at 800-906-2440. The average savings for the average person that calls up um, American Financing is 675 bucks a month. That would help, wouldn't it? American Financing, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation, 888-727-BECK.
I have some good news. Well, kind of good NASA actually knocked that the asteroid uh, out of its off its path. Good, I assume, considering uh, the competence of things lately, it's now headed, headed directly towards us. Toward <laughs> they, uh, unfortunately, the they hit it on the wrong side. So, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. our bad. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. no, I think the bad news is <sighs> means we won't be hit by an asteroid. No. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, really? Yeah. Do we yeah. know that for a fact yet? Maybe no. there's another asteroid coming, Glenn. It'll be okay. I, you know, they're, but they're going to make it look <laughs> like it's a new revelation. Now that they have us, you know, semi-confident that, hey, we can move that. Now they'll be like, oh, we just saw this asteroid. Looks like it's headed right directly towards Earth. Don't worry. We can take care of it. All of the elites are going to be in this pod over here but that's because they're going to be watching a really boring tv show there you stay up here on the surface mm. <laughs> i mean we talked about it. there's only a couple of reasons why you try to hit an asteroid out of orbit number one okay you just want to test it out just in case something ever happens number two there's something coming that they know about and they need to test it out because they're going to have to use this soon Number three, this asteroid we hit was already coming toward us. <laughs> and you know what? You know what? I, I, I would only say that I wouldn't say they would do it just to see if they could do it because someday it might happen to mm-hmm. us. But, but then again, that sounds like such a waste of money. They might do that. I mean, that would true. be the smart thing to do. Yes. But they don't ever do the smart thing. No, that's true. That's true. And by the way, they, they knocked it off. It, it, it changed the orbit by 34 minutes or something. It's like, I don't hey. know. Is that enough? I mean, you know, I we, don't know. Hey, we all live was, 34 minutes longer. Yeah, I don't see, worry. I see Jack Bauer and it's clicking down. If all of a sudden it's you know almost to zero and it goes, boop, and in 38 minutes, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. All right. All right. I'll accept that. It's a little more time to figure things out. The Glenn Back Program.